Blog Talk Radio.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to be on the show with you, as always. Yeah, glad to be on. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again for checking out uh, this episode of Sports Urban Legend. On this show, we're going to talk uh, sports and entertainment as as always. And um, thank you for enjoying the ride. Again, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the Mets' hot start um, so far this this season. Um, even though right now they're losing, right now five to two as we speak. But we'll get into that. You know, also the Yankees. Uh, we'll talk about the Yankees and, uh, you know, that big win that they had um, earlier today and uh, the controversy that happened at the end of the game as well. Uh, we're also going to talk about NBA playoffs, um, R.J. Barrett's predictions for next year, you know, with the Knicks, uh, you know, and then, of course, you know, wrestling, and then even the that crazy Mike Tyson story uh, about some guy who's dumb enough to fight him, you know, on a plane and got beat <laughs> up for it. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that as well. But most importantly, um, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So uh, feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, with that, but with that said, let's um, yeah, let, let's let's talk about the oh yeah, let's, I mean let's talk about the the Mets. I mean, by the way, uh, before we go into the Mets, um, yes, uh, today I was just binge watching a lot of a lot of things on my show. I just on my show earlier, I told you um, there was some I was watching uh, some stuff today, but uh, one of the series that I or documentaries that I was watching earlier today was. Once upon a time, that four-part series on the 1986 Mets. And oh, you finally saw it. Finally watched it. Great documentary. And man, I love Lenny Dykstra. Like me and him, we could go to a bar <laughs> and just chill out and like watch watch you know female servers and like just chill, man. This guy, I like this guy, man. He's like, he just, this guy is like he would and he would have been the perfect fit for those even those uh, 70s Yankees teams. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely would have. Because, uh, yeah. unfortunately, right now, him and Ron Darling aren't on speaking terms. That, you know, they're like, you know, on, on Reggie, you know, Thurman Munson kind of, um, or, or yeah. Billy Martin with Reggie kind of, you know, feelings towards each other. I mean, it shows yeah. you, like like you said, like the Bronx Zoo and the 86 Mets. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to be best friends or even friends, but as long as you, you got, you you know, you can you know, come together with a common goal, you know, which is, of course, winning a championship when it comes to sports, you know, that's that's what ultimately uh, matters. And if you could do that, your name will be always, um, you know, etched in, in history, in the history books, especially in New York sports history. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. the perfect segue is uh, this, this Met season, you know, after the Mets, you know they won. You know they they won opening day as usual, best best uh, winning percentage in history. I mean the Mets, the Mets literally lost the first eight 
opening days and then won the World Series and then won the the very next game they played after the next in the next season opening day they finally won it and then the Mets have won like thirty nine of the last what fifty or so opening days so it's like it's it's crazy but uh, you know going to the home opener the you know the Mets they won the series against uh, the Nationals and Phillies on the road. You know, Max Scherzer had a, um, a you know, a, a, you know, a good start. Uh, you know, on the road as well. Um, yeah, the whole yeah, team's been playing well. very good. Yeah, the whole team's been pitching well. But then, you know, the um, they they came on the they you know they came back home home opener, and like like I was just mentioning, once you win a title and you know um, you're you're forever gonna be in the history books. And the Mets they finally honored the greatest Met of all time. I mean, it doesn't matter if, you know, um, Jacob DeGrom and Peter Alonso have a dynasty team. You know, Tom Seavers um, is, will always be synonymous as the greatest Met of all time because this guy, not only was he a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he, he literally put respect on his name, the Mets name. You know, before that, the Mets were lovable losers, you know, from 62 to 68. They just, they just kept losing, but they loved, I mean, the fans loved them. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you heard this, but even the, 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 um, the Mets were outselling the Yankees in New York, even though the Yankees, the Mets were horrible, were, you know, obviously winning titles, you know, back in those days. You're talking about, the, you're talking the about Mets, in the 80s? No, no, in the 60s. Oh, in the '60s, okay. Well, yeah, in the '80s too. I mean, you know, when the the Mets were, you know, were, you know, they owned the town, you know. But unfortunately, uh, those times, you know, when Mets are on top, you know, are few and far between. But you know, once they are, it's, you know, it it just shocks the world. And and New York, it's like, wow, the Mets are actually good this year. Let me see what's going on. I mean, the Yankees are always good all the time. So it's like. Okay, you know, wake me up in the game one of the World Series, you know. So I mean, just you know, typical for the Yankees to do well. I mean, you know, they set the gold standard, you know, in sports. So obviously, you know, there's no surprise there when they make it to the playoffs. Um, you know, yeah. uh, what you gonna say? Uh, sorry, the the you know, there's a there's some things that I learned from watching that four part documentary sure. on that '86 month team. I, you know, I didn't know Doc after that World Series win. He didn't even show up to the parade. Yeah. Instead, he went to get some crack or yeah, cocaine. Yeah, he wanted to get his next fix. Yeah, and even to this day, he's still uh, fighting this ad- addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 was messed up. Um, and also, Strawberry's wife showed up to the parade with black eye. This dude was like a not only a drug drug addict but a domestic abuser. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he, you know, he, you know, that was, you know, he, you know, he had a very dark past, you know, back in, yeah. you know, back in those days. Um, but you know, that Mets team know, was he, wild, man. I thought like the, the those late seventies Yankees teams had issues, but that was that eighty six Mets team had a they had yeah. issues, but they were very good. Yeah, and you know, most importantly for Strawberry as well, you know, he he did have that dark side, but you know, he 
you know, um, you know, he's he's turned his life around. You know, he, you know, God, yeah. you know, helped helped him turn his life around, and he, you know, he's, you know, been a better person. Uh, You're just saying that because you met him in person. No, I'm not saying that because <laughs> I met him in person. I'm just saying that you know, for you know, as you know, he shared his testimony multiple times. Um, but um, yeah, the the '86 Mets man, like they were really a really a crazy team, like. You know they yeah. they party hard and they they fought they fought on it they fought hard on and off the yeah field, the most you know? brawls that year <laughs> yeah I know yeah it's crazy uh, they even fought uh, I mean they even fought um Dow Strawberry's best friend uh you know Eric Davis on the Reds uh, I think he was on the Reds at that time it's crazy and um you know it, it just yeah it was just crazy and it, I I think I heard a, or read a uh, um, a story of his. He was saying like um, basically, he was a Pete Ro- Strawberry was a B- Pete Rose fan, you know, back in the mm-hmm. days growing up. So I guess it kind of, you know, his um, you know, hard nose, you know, the way how he plays on the field, it kind of rubbed off on him. Mm, I see. I don't know, but yeah, the the '86 team. It, I mean, that was the pound for pound the best. Uh, Met team because you had the you had the offense you had the great pitching the '69 Mets man they were like they they were they were a phenomenal pitching team you know the 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 hitters were clutch on the '69 team as well but they weren't for the most part they weren't like like great hitters like that but once it got to the playoffs they you know they turned it on the Mets the Mets team man that. The '86 team, man, they they still have the best record for the National League, 108 wins. The the Giants of last year, they almost um almost bro- tied that record. They 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 finished 107. Wow. But but yeah, didn't, that, that didn't didn't the Dodgers win it? Didn't the Dodgers have like a like a win 100 plus games or something like that? A couple three or four years ago, something like that. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I don't think they won 108 games, though. I think they were close, though. I yeah. think uh, there's been a few teams that got close. Obviously, in the American League, they, you know, the, the Mariners. I think you guys. Um, oh yeah, we've 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 done it. Eclipsed the 108, but the but the Mets, you know, Mets are still the the leader in the National League. Right. Right. But yeah, um, but yeah, the the opening day, long overdue, Tom Seaver statue, um, finally unveiled, um, you know, in front of City Field, a beautiful and majestic statue, long overdue. They should have, they that should have been in 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 the ballpark when it opened in '09. But uh, even though it should have happened in '09 when the stadium opened up, but you know, it's I guess in a way. It's it's fitting that on the 60th anniversary, 60th you know anniversary of the Mets you know in existence now they now they're finally honoring Tom Seaver with the statue. Uh, Bassett you know he had a you know pitched a great game uh, that day and uh, basically you know the Mets they've been dominating firing all cylinders. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Um, Francisco Lindor he had he had two home runs that day. Probably his sec- probably his his uh, 
um, first multi-hit home run game since the probably the Yankee, the 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 nine eleven Yankee game of last year when he hit three. Yeah. But um, yeah, Francisco Lindor, man, he's he's finally showing what what the Mets, you know, acquired him and 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 Carrasco too. The throwing in that deal, he he's pitching well. Um, yeah, all in all, I say pretty much almost everybody on the Mets team is pulling their weight. You know, um, Eduardo um, Eduardo um, um, Escobar, he you know he's he's playing well in his first year with the Mets. Pete Alonso, he's um, I think the lead leader in in uh, in the in the National League when it comes to RBIs. Um, yeah, I mean the team has been doing well. I mean for the most part, um, Cano. I would say Cano. Cano is slumping. You know he he came out to uh, you know good start that first was that first game he played the first game. Yeah, uh, he's been slumping. Um, Dom Smith has been slumping as well. Nido, McCann. McCann had a big home run yesterday. Um, in that comeback victory they had against the D-backs. But uh yeah. Definitely they've had some big wins uh this this uh this season. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, the Mets are playing good. You know, they're off to a good start. You guys what twelve wins, you said, right? So so far um, this year? Um I think they're I think they're ten four. But they're ten they're four. about to they're like one strike away from losing their their fifth game as, oh, as okay. I'm speaking, 'cause they're they're in uh in Arizona, a place that's very familiar with you know as a Yankee fan. I'm sure you're very familiar with Chase Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you like to bring that up. I know, I know. Uh, but anyway, um, you guys are playing real well. Um, the Mets, yeah. I mean, you guys have had clutch hitting so far this year, um, and you're doing all this with Jacob Degrom, you know, being out. So yep. I can't imagine how you guys will look with Jacob Degrom. You know, starting, you know, it'd be even better. But yeah, so far so good with the Mets. But yeah, hopefully there's no, you know, transitional period with him uh, coming back because, you know, you never know him him coming back. You know, you're gonna expect there's gonna be some, you know, growing pains for him to get back to where he was. And yeah, the ball game is over. The Mets lose their fifth game of the. The season they lose by the final score five oh, well, two. I, I I jinxed it. Sorry. <laughs> there goes our undefeated uh, record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, quick trivia question for you. Sure. Who holds the National League for the most wins ever? Wins? You mean um, team wins? You said the Mets had one hundred eighty-six. Well, who? What National League team holds the most wins ever? In a season. In a season. Yeah. Yeah, the Mets, the 86 Mets. They have 108 wins. Oh, no, 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 no. Mets Mets are not the team that holds that record. In the National League? In the National League, they're not the team that holds that record. Did somebody recently broke their record? I I thought you were saying I thought you were saying that no 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 National League team has 108 games or more since the Mets. But the, there's been a couple teams that have won more than 108 games in the National and League. And they're in the National League? Yeah. Enlighten me. 1906 Chicago Cubs, 116 games. 1909 Pittsburgh Pirates, 110 games. 
Oh, you're talking about you're talking about oh, oh, of all time. You're not you're not talking about bef- you're not talking about bef- you're not talking about after. Yeah, I'm talking about uh. Well, oh, okay. they, well they hold they hold the record. Well, Chicago holds the record. Mm-hmm. They hold the record. Chicago Cubs, 116 in 1906. But they're the record holder, not the Mets. I stand corrected. I stand yeah. corrected. Thank you for that. Thank you for the um clarification. I didn't know they. I I assumed that the Mets was still was the the overall leader, but yeah, that's a good. Thank you for letting me know that. They they lost the that Chicago Cubs team actually lost the World Series that year. You know, six you, you said right. Yeah, in nineteen oh six. Can you guess what team they lost it to? I'd assume Boston. Close. Um, the the other Sox team, the White Sox. Oh, the White Sox. The White Sox, yeah. Was that the before the black the, the that scandal? Yeah, the 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 Black Sox scandal happened in 1919, which ah, okay. was also the first time the Cincinnati Red won a title. Right, right, yeah. See, on this show you can learn stuff. You know, that's what we do. We talk sports history, sports entertainment. Yeah, sports history. Yeah. And I learned something too. <laughs> Yeah, all these years you thought the Mets had the hundred it had the national record. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I didn't the know the records. Yeah. I guess in modern history I guess you could say. They have the best record in modern history. Yeah. Uh, for a national league team. But overall okay, I stand corrected. Just like um, me uh finding out that uh that all the Olsen twins are related to uh Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm surprised you didn't know they were related. Like that's their sister. But, yeah. <laughs> never, it never. Uh, <laughs> some reason I never put two and two together. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know the Met, hopefully the Mets can uh, you know keep keep it uh, keep it going, and um, you know Walker can come back healthy and and ultimately when um, when Degrom returns, you know they'll be, you know they'll be back in business. But yeah, um, yeah, shifting gears. Uh, yeah, let's talk about your boys in the Bronx. Oh um, man, what a wild day it was in. Today was game. looking like the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, you guys had a great game. Uh, you know, Glaber Glaber Torres. You know, had the Labor Day hit. Yeah, it was Labor Day. Came off the bench and got the hit off uh, the the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Uh, you know, after you guys had a, um, you know, an interesting series with the um, with the Tigers and you guys dodged uh, Miguel Cabrera's uh, three thousand hit. Uh, you know, you know once um, Boone walked, um, you know Cabrera the end of that series. You know to to avoid him potentially, um, you know, doing damage against the team, you know, since it was a close game, you know, they walked him and then, but, you know, history could not be denied to him uh, today. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Cabrera, he got his uh, 3,000 hit in front of his family and, and you know, the the, the fans, the, the Tiger fans, and now he's in the history book. So yeah. congrats to him. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, today was a wild. It was a wild day. 
mean, the Yankees at one point they they you know, it looked like they were gonna they blew that lead and it looked like they were gonna lose that game. And then uh Keener Falifa had that game tying double which caused uh Cleveland Guardian outfielder Stephen Kwan to crash into the electronic scoreboard in left yeah. field. And I I guess fans were uh there's some asshole fans, part of my French in the outfield that were making fun of him for injuring himself. And his teammate, center fielder Miles Straw, uh, was defending him and climbed up the fence to exchange some words with some fans. And so he, he was, it looked like he was going to go into the stands and try to fight them. But, uh, but after that, near the end of the game, after Torres hit that, uh, that, that, that uh, clutch hit, to put the Yankees uh, on top and walk it off, fans started throwing stuff onto the field uh, towards Miles Straw's direction, and you just see a bunch of uh, Guardian players, you know, uh, going at it with the fans and stuff just being hurled onto the field, and then Yankee players had to step in and tell the fans stop mm-hmm. it. And it, it. That was not a pretty sight. No, I mean, was- Yankee fans are making uh, uh, other fans look bad right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're the most hated and most loved fans in, in, uh, in sports. But, you know, days like these is where you, you kind of say, yeah, now I know why people hate the Yankees now, because of this. Yeah. It's, uh, so you but... fans, you better stop it. Because if, uh, if one of those fans ended up getting punched in the face by, by a Guardian player, I would have clapped, actually. <laughs> and I'm a Yankee imagine, fan. Imagine if, they, uh, if he, if one of them got, would have got hit, and then they would have played the. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> For all seriousness, like I mean, I mean, it's a bad look. You know, it it's is a bad, bad look. look. I mean, like. Take the W, like what's yeah. the, like there, it was uncalled for for to be throwing stuff onto the field like that. Yeah. And you know, kudos to um, I think it was uh, memory serves me right from the video with Stanton and, um, and Aaron Judge. Judge that uh, you know, to stop it. Told them to stop it, which you know, yeah. props to them, man. Like it's yeah, I mean, come on, man. I I understand you rooting for the Yankees. You know, you want them to win, which I mean, they did win. But like, I mean, come on, you don't need to take it to that whole other level. For real. So I like the way Boston and Philadelphia fans, please. <laughs> Man, they, like I mean, like there's like an old school W, like WWE or wrestling thing, like like when Hogan turned, you know, joined the NWO and they're throwing garbage onto the, onto the, um, <laughs> you know, onto the ring or something like. Yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that was Crazy. that. That was insane, right there. Yeah, it kind of ruined the ruined the moment, you know. It was like a Will Smith slap to Chris Rock's face. Yeah, but you know, I have to say something. Uh, Nestor Cortez has been brilliant. Oh yeah, this he, year. That's the that's that's the real ace of the. He is guy. yes, he is our ace right now, and this guy's been pitching ever since last year. Yeah, and this guy has uh, changed his pitches. I mean, he's his style is like unique because he changes mm-hmm. he's deceptive with all his Dude. pitches and his stance and how Dude. he throws strikes man so, i man i became a believer of that dude when i saw him pitch against uh, pitch against you know my guys the mets man how he was pitching i'm like man this dude is this dude 
it's a good pitch. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's like he's he's the master of deception right now. You don't know like what stance he's gonna use, what pitch he's gonna use, how he's gonna throw it. You know, he he mixes things up and he throws. He goes quickly too. He pitches real fast, so or slow, which, whichever way you want it. But right now he has a one point, I think a one point one ERA over five starts. He's been looking good. He hasn't, uh, you know, he hasn't really been hit hard or he hasn't been walking people. I think he's only walked like two people all year so far. So yeah, this guy might might win, end up winning the Cy Young if he keeps it up. Yeah, I mean he he's he's clearly the Yankees MVP right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I think we'll be talking more about him as the season go along for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, on the opposite end, uh, your boy uh, Cole, man, he's he's been, you know, he has he's been unace like. I mean, there was one start he had, he went only he didn't get out of the second inning. I mean, he's been. Mediocre best, you know, so far this year. So well, you know, it is still early. I mean, it's yeah, only two starts so far. So, or three starts, whatever it is so far. Although he did pitch good uh, against, well, actually, no, he only lasted an inning and a half, so it wasn't that good. But still, uh, still early. So, I'm not going to panic yet. But, yeah, he needs to start attacking the strike zone a little bit more. But Jared Coleman, I mean, this guy – one of the best pitchers in baseball. I, I I trust that he will find his uh. You know he he'll he'll get back to the Jericho that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's too talented for him to to be uh you know for him to yeah. be struggling like this. I mean, on the Mets side, Seth Lugo. He I mean he was struggling too. Um, you know, but I did, they did show, SMY showed that that's his history, like in April and I think March and April, he does, he slumps and then he turns it around in the other months. Um, so, I mean, I would assume, you know, Garrett Cole, second year, you know, he, you know, he'll, 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 um, he'll bounce back. I mean, look what, look what was going on with, uh, Lindor and Carrasco, you know, with the Mets. So I mean, he, you know, like you said, it's too, it's it's very early, and you know the Yankees are deep in the heart of you know the 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 postseason chase in in April. You know, battling uh, the the Blue Jays. You know, and uh, you know it's it's early. Yeah, exactly. But. Shifting gears to a team that, yeah, maybe early in in baseball, but it's sure getting late in our, in our hometown Brooklyn, and and the, the fans are asking where's Brooklyn at, man? Because the Nets, man, it, they've been nothing but they've been nothing but Nets, you know, playing lately, man. And now they now now they're trying to avoid elimination on Monday night, you know. Yeah, the, if they lose this game, the fam, WWE isn't gonna be the only Monday Night Raw that's that's gonna go down in in in, uh, in almost two days from now, because the Nets need to get the act together, man. They, um, Kevin Durant, man, and, and Kyrie, man, they're doing their best Julius Randle impression, 
in the postseason right now. Like, like what, what's going on with these guys, man? And then now they're hoping um, Ben Simmons ben is, is going to be the savior. Yeah. Who's going to make his next, his next debut? Dude hasn't played in like since what since, the, that since playoff the playoffs the last year. Yeah, I mean like so in a year over a year. He's yeah, gonna... I mean like that's a tough spring to just jump into it. Yeah, that's asking a lot. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean that's insane. He's gonna make his debut in the 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 postseason in an elimination game. In a, a post in an elimination game to. To be exact, the only thing this would have been more insane is if this was Game Seven of the the NBA Finals that he's making his debut in. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Man, they really need to they they really need to write that ship. Um, you know, Bowen had a good game, scored twenty six points. Um, but I think uh, you know the the big two they they combined for like what thirty two. 32 point, I think it was. Let me, let me uh, see what that was. I'm uh, starting. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to question whether that Harden trade was a good move for the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, because um, uh, Ben Simmons hasn't played at all, and you 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 basically helped the net the the 76ers. Yeah, the 76ers uh, you know, they're one game away from moving on, although they lost uh. I think they might have lost yesterday or today. But they're up 3-1. It's crazy. Um, you know, KD, you know, he, you know, if they lose, man, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to be, take, that's going to be another hit to his legacy. Yes, he won. Yes, he won the two titles with the Warriors, but he literally, like, you know, like the, back in the days, like the old saying, you know, is, if you can't beat him, join him. He literally took that textbook, ripped the page out of that textbook, mm-hmm. and, and went to the went to the Warriors. Yep. Got the titles, and then and then didn't come to the Knicks. And after he came to the Knicks, the, I mean the fans, the Garden, they were just literally worshiping him. Put a you know billboards of him right across the street from Madison Square Garden or wherever they put it, and you know they just try and kiss his behind. And then he, you know, then you, you you had footage of Kyrie and him talking behind the scenes in the in the All Star game several years ago, with him, with Kyrie pointing his fingers like like two like, and I think people were alluding that maybe he was talking about you know that the Knicks had you know cap space to to, to sign two players, and then you know Stephen A. Smith and all these other you know experts were saying oh you know they come they they come to the Knicks they come to the Knicks. They come to the Knicks, and then, and then of course you know they then they they made that big um, news that they're signing with the Nets. So like that was like that was insult to injury because forever players don't want to come to New York. We all know that, and then for those two players to come, they they finally came to New York, but they didn't come to the they didn't come to they didn't come to the Knicks. They came to to the Nets, so it's like, it's like that's like even a double slap to the face, you know. Because it's like the 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 Knicks are just and then and then to top it off, Durant has been trolling the Knicks ever since then and and doing interviews and saying, oh, 
He, the reason why he didn't go to the Knicks is because they're not cool. But like I said, when he said that, if he would have came to the Knicks, the Knicks would have been cool because right. he would have had a superstar Hall of Fame, first battle Hall of Fame guy who would have who changed the, the direction of the team. But unfortunately, we're in the day and age where, you know, a bunch of superstar athletes, they only want to come to a situation where it's already made. They don't want to build teams from the ground up. Now, mind you, if they won, if they won a, a title with the Nets, you know, it would be historic because the Nets have, have never won a title. You know, that would be a major, a huge deal, you know, for the, the Nets to finally win their, their first championship since the ABA days, you know. Um, but the way how they, they're going about it, man, it's just, it just seems so manufactured. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this whole big three, the big, big three stuff that LeBron James, when LeBron James took his talents to South Beach and, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks seem like they're the only team in this modern day era. I mean, I guess other than the Warriors, that you know that that's been doing it the right way lately. You know, everybody's just taking the easy way out. You know, there's no loyalty from the the players with their team. There's no loyalty with the the owners with the players, and then there's the disconnect you know, you know, with the fans, it's like everybody's just out to get theirs. And, you know, it's not the cohesiveness that a lot of teams, legendary teams, like you were saying, the 86 Mets, you know, the the, um, the Dynasty Yankees, the 69 Mets, the Knicks of the 70s, even the 90s Knicks who, unfortunately, they never were able to get over the hump thanks to Jordan. You know, those teams stand the test of time. The, the, the 68 Jets team, you know, you know what I mean? The giant teams. You know, I mean, like these 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 players, they don't wanna they don't wanna get the they don't wanna put the work in. It's like they wanna they wanna go they wanna just form super teams and then act like act like they you know they 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 struggled on the team for like ten years and then and then they build the team up that the you know the old school the right way. Like, come on, I I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, right now, the Nets, they got to get it together. I I don't know if Simmons is going to help, but, you know, they're one game away from from packing it in. And KD is getting older. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if they can't win this year, I mean, next year might be the final year for Mm -hmm. for this group of players Mm in Kyrie. So... Yeah, man, it's it's do or die. They gotta treat these next, uh, you know, this next game like it's like it's their last game that they'll ever play. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But yeah, it's it's also bad coaching. I think Steve Nash hasn't done a, a good job mm-hmm. in this series at all. At all, yep. he's been he's been outsmarted mm-hmm. by by the Celtics and the Celtics coaching. And Celtics have been playing great defense. You gotta give them credit. Oh yeah, Tatum's been coming up clutch as well. Tim destroyed them. Yeah. But if the Nets lose, they lose. I mean, uh, hey, I'm a Knicks fan, so I, I don't give a damn. But I did mm-hmm. bet them. I did bet the, bet twenty bucks for them to win. So I will be pissed that they that they, if they lose because I'm gonna mm-hmm. lose money. 
39 points for the for Boston, whereas the the Nets Durant and Irving combined for just 32 points, you know, on 12 of 28 shooting. The only highlight, you know, for the Nets was uh, again uh, Bowen, or, or should, rather I should say um, Brown scoring the the 20 the 26 points. You know, I mean it's just, you know, it it just, you know, it's a wake up call. The the the, the Nets. You know, I think that the the Boston was leading by like four, by like fifteen, like late in the game. The the Nets were were cutting the, the lead. They they cut it to like five. Um, I think someone missed a a, a free throw. Could have been. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Brown? I can't even know who it was. But in any case, someone someone missed a free throw uh, late in the game. Um, when they were trying to cut it to four. And you know that then the Nets then the you know the Nets lost you know the um the the um Celtics scored on on a couple of possessions to put the game out of reach, including a dunk uh, by Tatum. You know, so yeah, it's a wake up call. You know, the Nets lost one fourteen to one hundred seven, and now um, basically, you know they they're literally in a do or die situation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely let you all know what what happens with uh, with the Nets if they can somehow pull a miracle because no no team in the NBA has ever you know overcame a three zero deficit. So we'll see if uh, Kyrie and Durant can uh, turn it around. Um. Yeah, there was some interesting games. Other interesting games, there was that uh, Dallas Maverick um, versus uh, Jazz series. Um, yeah, um, yeah, what Dallas, can we call it? Um, Dallas is up three one. No, they um no Utah tied. Actually, it up no, they Utah. Yeah, Utah won. Actually, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Utah tied up the series. Um, That's right. And a potential and both games have. I don't know if you heard, but then the Knicks had. Several people within their organization scouting all these games, these playoff games. They had uh, Randall, Randall, and uh, maybe um, Worldwide West. I think and it was another game. Why? Um, some people think they might be doing some scouting because you know the the Jazz. They have Donovan Mitchell, you know, who's uh, you know, you know the the star player of the the um, the Jazz. You know he's a he's a Met fan, so you know that's a local guy who, you know, there's always been rumors that they're trying to get him to come over here, or um, Jalen um, Brunson, Rick Brunson's son. You know he's he's on Mavericks. You know that he's he's an unrestricted. He, I mean he's a restricted free agent, so the Knicks are interested in him. So you know they're just thinking like you know Knicks are probably scouting these guys. You know. Just so they could, you know, so they can try to potentially make a trade. Why would they send Randall? I mean, aren't they trying to trade Randall supposedly? Well, yeah. I mean, he's a hometown guy, and um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to see if they can facilitate him to to uh, to to Dallas, or maybe that's, that's funny. See if he's trying to court. Because there was somebody who was upset. I think it might have been could have been. Yeah, the Jazz were upset apparently from the rumors 
about them sitting courtside, you know. So, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But another interesting thing, um, what was I going to say, was that, um, what was I going to say, um, R.J. Barrett, you know, he was, he was talking about improving his game. He, he believes he's going to be an all-star. You know, he talked about, you know, trying to be a more efficient shooter. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, him being a better shooter, him being a better player is going to, you know, help the team make it to the playoffs. So, yeah, he was, he was doing like an interview and he was basically, you know, critic, you know, being, you know, honest about his, his deficiencies as a player and what he needs to do to improve, the, improve himself as a player so that, you know, his team could be in the playoffs. And you got to give him props for that. Um yeah, hopefully next year they'll, he'll be an all-star and, and help the Knicks lead it to the playoffs. But, yeah, they, they're they going to have to re-sign um, Mitchell Robinson, you know, who's who's a – I think he's a restricted free agent. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. Um, you know, you, you got um, Obi Toppin, which I hope they don't trade. I mean, the number one person they can't trade is, is definitely Barrett. Barrett's untouchable, and I hope – I hope that uh, quickly and uh, Toppin is also, you know, you know, untouchable as well. I think those guys, those guys are definitely the building building blocks of this organization. I hope they don't they don't trade those guys. And I would love them to resign uh, Robinson. Other than that, man, you know, everybody, you know, everybody can go, man. Like. These people are not gonna be here when we when we're respectable. So I would just say, hey man, let's just let's try to fix this team, man, because they know they know no 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 superstar player that's gonna come here and save us. So we gotta you know, we gotta we gotta save our situation, man. Yeah. Uh I agree. And then, you know, other you know, NBA, you know, you have the Suns Suns winning yesterday, final score one fourteen to one eleven. They lead the series two to one. Um, like we said about the Mavs and Jazz, they're tied two two. Seventy Sixers, they they um they they lost to the Raptors, but they lead the series uh, three to one. So uh, Toronto um Toronto um avoided elimination there. Didn't um Embiid get hurt? Yeah, he has a he has a torn ligament in his thumb, but he plans on playing. And uh, then you got Bucks, the defending uh, world champion Bucks, um, you know, on the road against the Chicago Bulls, and they 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 lead they lead the series two to one. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in that series. They're going to be playing uh, tomorrow afternoon. And um, let me see. Um, oh, yeah, the, the Warriors. The Warriors are, are um, leading the Nuggets. They're, they they look to close out that series in Denver. War, uh, the Warriors are up 3-0. And they, what can you say? The Warriors came out to play. Um, you got... Um, Oh yeah, and then you got Miami. Miami is leading 
the Hawks two to one. Um, that they're, they're they're leading the series two to one, and you know we'll, we assume Trey Young will get his his butt whooped. You know, you know when whenever uh, they face the um, the Heat tomorrow. So we'll see we'll see what goes on with that. So, I mean, it's been an interesting you know playoff series. Could have been better if obviously the Knicks were in it, but. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens where the chips fall. You know, once the once this uh, once we crown a you know a champion, you know, eventually down the line. But um, yes, what else? So, what's what's your thoughts on that uh, Mike Tyson situation? Uh I thought it was. Uh... I thought, I thought the fan deserved to be pummeled. Like what they were uh, showing. I mean, I'm. I just. I see the picture of it. I didn't see the actual video, but. I mean, supposedly this guy was sitting behind Mike Tyson on the plane, and was harassing Mike Tyson or, uh, you know, bothering him on that flight. Mike Tyson finally had enough and just started punching, pouncing the guy. This guy came out. This guy came out of it all bloodied, and deservedly so. Mike Tyson is just minding his own business, so enjoying his flight to his weed conference, and you have this fan heckling him. This guy deserved to get punched in the face. I, mean, I would have done the same thing. Well, what can you say? I mean, the guy, the guy, common sense would tell you. I mean, I don't care if you're drunk, high, or or. A Martian, common common sense should tell you not to put your hand, not to taunt somebody and put your hands on somebody, especially somebody who, who who's who's more of a lethal weapon than Mel Gibson and Danny Glover combined. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy has this this guy could could end careers permanently with his with his fists. Iron Mike, man, like the, back in the days, man, his if you blink. You would miss a fight, especially back in the the eighties and nineties, man. I mean, I mean, come on! Like before you even sat down, the the match was over. You know what I mean? I don't know what this guy. I don't know if this guy wanted to be famous, or I, I think you. I think um. I think you told me that the guy was drunk or or whatever. But I mean, like there's there's really no excuse. Like, like if the dude don't want to give you an autograph, just. Just take the L and, and sit in your seat and, and, and enjoy your flight. Now mm-hmm. now he now he got his butt whooped. He, how are you going to enjoy the flight? <laughs> you going to enjoy the flight while you're drinking out of a straw? Like, I mean, come on. Yep. Crazy. I mean, this, this situation could have been easily avoided. Just find your business. Like, dude, dude's flying on the plane. Leave him alone. Just get from point A to point B, and you you're good. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's simple. Like I mean, come on. Crazy man. But um, yeah. Shifting gears to um, yeah, the Rangers. The Rangers uh, you know they they've played well season long, but recently they did uh, fall 
Um, they did lose by the final score, the three to one, uh, to the Boston Bruins. Um, now they they lost their spot in uh in in the first place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, you know, now that now now um Caroline leads them in uh, you know in the, you know in the top spot. Now the um, they're they're two points back of uh you know Carolina. Um they did have a um the offense was kind of cooled off a bit. Um Zabinajet, I think he scored his twenty ninth goal. I mean point I should say his twenty ninth goal. Um and um Shesterkin, he he made thirty two saves in a losing um effort. But um you know, hopefully the the Rangers can, you know, get back to their winning ways. And another thing is, Chris Kreider is one goal away from tying Adam Graves from the, the you know the Stanley Cup team um, for second, you know, on the 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 um the second se- on this the single season list, I should say. And um, basically, he's uh, also trying to. Um, pass uh, Yarmi Yargar, um, who has the, who 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 has the team record for 54 goals um, in the from the 0506 season. So, good luck to Chris Kreider with that. And good luck. Uh, and um, yeah, on Tuesday night, the 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 Rangers are gonna are gonna be uh, you know are gonna be ho- hosting. Um, the the hurricanes um, on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, no, what was I gonna say? So yeah, well, hopefully they could, uh, you know, bounce back from this this loss. Um, when are the playoffs? The NHL playoffs starting? Yeah, that's a very good question. I know that it's very soon, but let me let me go look, see when that is. Let's see. What is it? So. Trying to see it, but I can't. Um, I know it's not official, obviously, um, but you know, then they're obviously playing the playoffs. But I mean, they're still trying to wrap up the season. But I'm trying to see when they expect. Oh, it looks like oh, it's expected to start May second, and. Okay, and it you know I guess if the 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 Stanley Cup goes to Game Seven, it would end on uh, July July uh, June thirtieth, I should say. Okay, so May second is when the playoffs are expected to start. But um, let me see what else was I um, gonna talk about. Um, I think 
think, uh, let's see what else happened in WWE. I'm trying to think. Rhea Ripley betrayed uh, Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, yeah. And it, it made her look so, like such a hypocrite because just a few months ago, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Mickey, Mickey, Mickey ASH did the same thing to her. So, right. I mean, like, I mean, just it just shows you typical WWE logic, man. It's like, I mean, the only good thing about her turning heel is that now she's gonna be a um a competitor, a future competitor, for, you know, for um Bianca Belair once she, you know, we assume defeat uh, um Deville, Sonya Deville in the in this in the WrestleMania backlash. Which I mean, uh, like we were saying last year, this is a horrible, horrible name for a pay per view event because now they're just gonna put, they're just gonna slap double, they're gonna slap WrestleMania on everything now. You know. Yeah. And by the way, I I got some uh, hate from the LGBTQ community when I called Rhea Ripley a uh, lesbo last week, but okay. after her betraying Liv Morgan, I stand by that statement. Well, hopefully you'll change your mind. I, did you did you hear what I said? After yeah, I that betrayal cool, but... this past Monday, I stand by what I said. Well, hopefully you'll you know with a clear mind, you'll you'll change your mind. I I stand by what I said. All right. So other than that, what else, <laughs> what else did you um what else stood out to you this week on you know either Raw or SmackDown? Because it's, it's um, all a blur to me. I mean, uh, uh, other than that, I mean, that bizarre wedding that took place. Oh, between... yeah, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, R-Truth that saved that. double wedding. R-Truth saved that, that whole segment. Whatever you wanted to call that. A commitment ceremony? What what did they call yeah. that? Because, I mean, I, I'm assuming Reggie and, and Dana are married, even though she uh, took the – she lost the, the belt, the 24-7 belt, it switched hands multiple times, and then she ended up getting it back. And then who's who, who's who's she running piggyback on? I think Archie, right? Uh, yeah. Who's even Reggie? It was Archie. Yeah, shouldn't it be Reggie since she married him? I mean, but Reggie, Reggie, Reggie tried to pin, try to pin her. Did they got married? Yeah. Which Remember, Cesaro tried to do the same thing to um. To, to what's her name? Um, oh yeah, um, Tamino. Yeah, he got on there dressed and tried to pin her. They were all trying to get the belts. By, uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> after they literally got married. <laughs> yeah. Well, not literally, but you know, storyline line purposes, they got married. I don't even think they ended up getting married, did they? I think so. Didn't he? Didn't he officiate? Didn't aren't you officiate the wedding? And they said, "I do." I mean, I think they disrupted everything. Uh, I, I, I mean. If WWE can't even keep track of what they're doing, you can't expect me to remember every moment, every detail. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy segment. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Uh, oh, yeah. Team RK Bro were fighting um, the Usos, which to me it makes no sense because I don't know why WWE does this. Like, if you have a feud with somebody – whether it's a tag team or a, um, you know, you know, sing, a singles competitor, why do you have the same people fighting each other every single week 
and then it's supposed to mean something when it's a pay-per-view event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It make it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like you should like you should have them fight against other people, and then you can have them the, the other person like doing the you know like the you know the the announcer thing you know announcer thing like when they they pretend like they they're watching the match and then they're gonna secretly attack the person, or another week. Someone else could be fighting. You interfere, interfere in the match, or yeah. you could have a, another week. You could have a tag team match, you know, with with um, you know, the the two rivals fighting against each other, and they they barely have any um interaction with each other, even though both people are trying to fight each other, even though they're on different teams. And then another week, you could have them both join form a tag team, a a, a reluctant tag team with each other. You could do, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have them fighting each other every single, every single week. And then you could also have a contract signing or something like that. You don't have to have the same per- people fighting against each other all the time. That's why, you, that's why WWE rarely have dream matches nowadays. Because even though people are in the same show for years, they they leave the company and then they never have these these matches. Like, we literally just had Bobby Lashley fight against Brock Lesnar on New Year's Day for the first time ever. Yeah. Like, this this proves my point. Like, I mean, what, what can you say? What can you say about this this company? I I really can't even think of anything else that happened on um, Raw or SmackDown. I know there yeah. was a Lumberjacks match on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, of, of course, beat um, Sami Zayn. But, yeah, I, I think I can't really think of anything else. Like, I guess it'll come back to me, I suppose. Um, AEW, they, they, they're, um, they're having um, qualifying matchups for the, the Owen Hart uh, tournament. I don't know if you know this, but they have like a King of the Ring um, tournament, you know, and you know as a tribute to Owen Hart. Oh wow, yeah, that, that's great. That 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 uh '94 King of the Ring when Owen Hart won it, that I consider that to be one of the best, if not the best, King of the Rings I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, one of the best King of the Ring performances. I, I remember that '94 defeated One Two Three Kid. Tonka and Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. What was I gonna say? Um, and he is after that. He was known as the King of Hearts. Right. When he when he had that that Saved by the Bell theme song. <laughs> theme song. <laughs> I actually love that theme song. By the way. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I love that. Um, Owen Hart was a great, uh, very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He is missed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, AEW they announced that they have they're gonna have an upcoming pay per view event. I think it's on June thirtieth or something. If my memory serves me right, they're gonna have a pay per view event. They're gonna have a um a, um. Well, I forgot what the you know like a a crossover event called AEW uh, Forbidden Door. Basically. They're gonna have a um an, a joint event with uh, New Japan Wrestling. 
So, um, yeah, I think um, CM Punk's going to be fine against Kenta, you know, um, the the guy who basically uh, created the GTS. They're going to be, you know, fighting each other. Um, Adam Cole, he defeated Tomohiro Ishii uh, to qualify for the Owen Hart event. I think um, I think Keith Lee already um, um, advanced to you know in a in a qualifying match already. I think Swerve Strickland also might have advanced, or is it some more Joe that advanced? I'm trying to remember. But um, yeah. Um, let me see what else uh, happened. Yeah, Jay Cargill, she defended her her um her TBS title against Marina Shafir on Rampage and um basically extended her, her record to thirty and oh. Um I don't remember what else happened. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they also teased that CM Punk's gonna Battle against Hangman Adam Page uh, for the um, AEW title. Uh, let me see what else is gonna happen. Yeah, Wardlow. I think he's 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 gonna. I'm trying to know who he's who he's fighting next this upcoming week. Uh, oh, um, by the way, that Forbidden Door pay per view event uh, with in New Japan Wrestling is June 26. Not June thirtieth. Um, yeah, Wardlow defeated the Butcher. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna face Lance Archer. Um, next week. Oh yeah, Kyle O'Reilly he defeated Jungle Boy uh, to advance into the to to qualify for the tournament. Uh, and uh, Sammy Guevara, he's going to defend the TNT title in a ladder match against Scorpio Sky. Um, yeah, if you remember, Sammy Guevara recently regained the TNT title um, to be the three-time TNT champion. When he defeated Scorpio Sky, I think it was last week when he he um, regained the title. Doctor Britt Baker, she defeated Danielle Camella uh, to uh, qualify for the women's Owen Hart tournament. And uh, Darby Darby Allen defeated Andrade in a coffin match. You know the highlight was uh, seeing Sting. He leaped off. He leaped off the. Um, the like the audience. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what, how to describe it. He did like this suicide dive, um, you know, like near the end, the like the entrance onto the um, thing onto like the, the you know the members from the house, um, the private party slash um, Andrade. Um, faction. Interesting. And then Darby Allen, you know, would later um, come up with the victory. 
But um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I think. Uh, oh, um, Tyson Fury. You know, congrats to him. Um, he he um, he defeated um. Gillian White. Gillian White. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, yesterday. In UK. And um. Yeah, he put he put the WBC and the the ring heavyweight titles on the line, and you know he uh, he retained them. And now there's rumors that he might uh, Tyson Fury might return to WWE. Really? Wow. Yeah, we'll we'll see if that's the, if that's the case. Uh, because WWE is going to be going to Wales on September third for our live premium event because, you know, WWE doesn't say the word pay-per-view event anymore. And now there's a rumor that maybe he might be battling against uh, Drew McIntyre. Who knows? Wow. And Tyson Fury did guarantee in the past that 1 million percent you will see me in WWE again. 1 million percent. Um... Looks like uh, sooner than later we might have the Gypsy King return inside the the square circle in WWE. So, as always, we'll keep you you guys posted on what goes on. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about before we head off? Uh, nope. Uh, so everyone, have a good rest of the night. Uh, check out your local listings from my show iMac. And come back here, check out Sports of Energy every Saturday at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. That's right. You heard the man. Check out his show, Sports. Rather, IMAX. Check your local listings. Check out my YouTube channel. Yes, I'm still doing the, the YouTube channel, but it's been a long drought. Bear with me. Um, I apologize for that as well. Um, check out Sports of Legend, uh, you know, TV. And uh, also come back every Saturday um, at 11 and check out uh, Sports of the Legend with me, of course, William Ramo and Macaulay Matthews. So, again, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.